This program is presented by the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Hi, I'm Sarah Gregory, and today I'm talking on the phone with Dr. Bruno Lopez, a postdoctoral research fellow at the University of Aberdeen in the UK. We'll be discussing his article about an antimicrobial resistant strain of Campylobacter jejuni in poultry. Welcome, Dr. Lopez. Thank you, Sarah. What is Campylobacter jejuni? So, Campylobacter jejuni is a gram-negative bacterium, and it is a spiral S-shaped bacterium or a curved bacterium that is found in poultry. Uh, do animals or people get this infection or, or both? I guess you just said poultry, so that would be animals. Do people get it? The main source of Campylobacter jejuni or uh, from where... Uh, uh, Basically, where this bacterium is found is uh, in animal host reservoirs, and this includes poultry, ruminants, pigs, and even wild birds. But poultry is the main source of uh, Campylobacter jejuni because, uh, because you know, there is a direct uh, source to... Uh, there's a direct link between the infection between the source uh, to the human cases. Can people get this illness from eating contaminated meat? And if so, how can we protect ourselves? So basically, uh, people can get it. Uh, people can get infected by uh, maybe washing their raw poultry, for instance, because when you wash the raw poultry, the, the, the water that sprinkles out from, from it, it basically contains Campylobacter and it uh, contaminates other surfaces and it can also contaminate other fruits and vegetables that are lying around. But um, you can also get the illness if you are on a farm visit, for instance, and um, and also if you have like private water supplies, which are often contaminated by uh, feces from uh, ruminant hosts. So even, even raw milk can be a source of Campylobacter infection. Okay, so yes, raw milk is something that we worry about here at CDC. And um, uh, and I'm just going to re reinforce this message that washing poultry before you cook it is not a good idea, right? Yeah, that's right. Okay, how, how widespread is this illness? This illness, uh, it's about, uh, the w according to the WHO, you can see that uh, 1 in 10 people are infected every year. Uh, because of Campylobacter, and uh, uh, it is it is quite widespread, and it is very noticeable in the West, especially in the UK or in European countries, and even in America. Uh, the other reason for that is because um, uh, the poultry consumption, especially in the UK, is almost like 33 kgs per uh, per capita per year. So basically, each person consumes 33 kgs of poultry meat each year. And uh, because uh, poultry is the main, uh, main source of infection, it, uh, the person can get easily infected with, uh, with Campylobacter. Your study identified that one particular strain of uh, C. jejuni can be resistant uh, to multiple types of antibiotics. Why is this and how did this happen? 
it is basically because of the farming practices that are going on in the country and uh, it, it is very important because um, this is this is a big problem because uh, we need antibiotics to treat patients and the same antibiotics are being used in the farm environment uh, in order to in order to provide measures to prevent diseases in poultry but sometimes the uh, antibiotics are being misused in a sense that even if the poultry is not infected or uh, a batch is not infected still the antibiotics are given in order to just improve their health so what happens is because campylobacter is like a normal flora in in the poultry uh, in inside the uh poultry host reservoirs like chicken or turkey what will happen is the bacterium will start becoming resistant to these antibiotics because it wants to survive and uh, with the process of natural evolution it will gain um, resistance to various different classes of antibiotics that have been used in the poultry environment and uh, because uh, because poultry is like a food source there is direct link between farm to fork transmission of disease and the humans can get campylobacter if they eat uh, poultry that has been uh, not cooked properly or if they touch a poultry or wash it for instance okay so um I think from your study, I gathered that a lot of antibiotic resistance is initially caused by a random mutation in the bacteria's DNA. This is quite a scary thing that bacteria can share these muted, mutated genes with one another, um, spreading antibiotic resistance. Can you kind of explain how this works to us? So mutation is like one one of the mechanisms by which uh, bacterium can become resistant there are also other mechanisms which is known as uh, plasmid associated mechanisms which are basically genes so first i will talk about mutation so what happens is when when a bacterium develops a mutation that is beneficial to to the bacterium it can resist the antibiotic and uh, it can survive various stresses and uh, similarly if the bacterium acquires a gene from outside from some other bacteria for instance this particular gene can even hydrolyze or it can basically cut down all the antibiotics or degrade antibiotics that are being thrown at it and uh, bacteria have also evolved other strategies like efflux pumps by which they can just pump out all the antibiotic outside the bacterial cell and um, and uh, the more antibiotic you throw at the bacterium the more uh, resistant it can become it will evolve mechanisms to uh, become resistant to various classes of antibiotics and there are other processes like for instance transformation or transduction in which uh, a bacterium can pass on the parent gene to the to the progeny so the genes can be passed on from ancestors to the uh, to the progeny uh, via vertical transmission which is basically from the parent to the uh, to the sibling, uh, to the son or daughter cells Okay, so your article, um, I guess this touches on a little bit of whatever we're already talking about. Um, your article theorizes that this strain of C. jejuni evolved in a stepwise manner. What does this mean? 
stepwise manner uh, is basically that uh, there are there are several steps in which the bacterium has become resistant to antibiotics and in this particular article i am saying that it has first acquired resistance to what is known as aminoglycoside kind uh, types of antibiotics then uh, it has uh, got a mutation in one of the genes and it has become resistant uh, it has developed resistance to fluoroquinolone class of drugs after that uh, it has acquired another gene which is a tetracycline resistant gene and it has become tetracycline resistant and uh, later on uh, it's the same with the beta lactamase gene as well that it it might have acquired this gene and there is a mutation in one of the regions in the in the beta lactamase gene because of which very high levels of uh, beta lactamase or the enzyme is being produced which can degrade the beta lactam classes of antibiotics for example penicillin is a beta lactam class of antibiotic so this this uh, basically shows that uh, there is a stepwise evolution of this particular bacterium and this has occurred because uh, for instance if you look at the veterinary medicines directorate uh, review you will see that tetracycline and beta lactams are one of the highly used drugs in the poultry industry and this is something that has triggered the process of mutations or acquisition of genes because of which resistance has developed in this particular bacterium or strain your study analyzed samples of c jejuni uh, from poultry and human stool samples in northeast scotland where did you get these samples and what were you looking for we got uh, the human uh, stool samples from uh, patients from aberdeen royal infirmary which is one of the hospitals that is associated with the university of aberdeen so the medical or the laboratory staff that are there they uh, isolated the strains or uh, they isolated campylobacter from these stool samples and they archived it and gave it to us which we hold later on whole genome sequence we also uh, collected um, samples uh, like poultry poultry samples or uh, Uh, poultry meat samples from uh, various supermarkets for instance or the major retailers in the uk uh, in order to look at campylobacter that is present in the poultry environment and uh, because ruminants are kind of a secondary source of infection we also isolated uh, campylobacter from uh, ruminant feces that came from other farms across across aberdeenshire and uh, some wild bird samples or wild bird feces were collected by bird ringers from which campylobacter was isolated as well you made a type of family tree for how this strain acquired resistance genes over time how did you do that uh, i made this uh, tree in a software called bionumerics and uh, what this software does is basically it will group all the related isolates next to each other based on their uh, genetic sequence and uh, with this you can understand or better understand the relationship between the ancestors which can be which can be related to the to the strain which has evolved for instance what did you find 
uh when 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 i analyzed um, around four different groups of um, uh major strains that are related to st5136 which is the strain of this study i found that most of these groups were kind of developing resistance to various different classes of antibiotics but one major thing that i observed was that the immediate ancestor of st5136 which is st464 which which i would call as a parent strain of uh, st5136 this particular strain had acquired resistance to a lot of antibiotics and uh, i can say that maybe around 50% of the population was resistant and uh, 50% was not so resistant but um, as as the time went on this particular ancestral strain of uh, st5136 which is strain st464 this had acquired resistance to almost four different classes of antibiotics and from this particular strain st5136 has emerged and uh, it it is it has already got resistances to antibiotics on the chromosome so basically it has got stable mechanisms by which it can resist various classes of antibiotics How would you like to see this information used? Can it be helped to prevent or treat sickness? Uh, this information uh, is very important because uh, this information uh, can inform, for instance, policymakers in order to draw re- legislations to make food secure to the to the general public in order to prevent um, uh, uh, various diseases that impact public health because. Uh, although there are being efforts made at um, reducing the antibiotic that is used in the farm environment i don't think there are very strict food related laws for instance uh, by which um, uh, one can one can say that the that the food one is eating is safe so this particular information uh, informs the policy maker or the government in order to draft and develop policies which can which can uh, lead to improvement in public health and uh, will be very important in order to prevent evolution of pathogens for instance in in the in the food chain what kind of measures would prevent um this spreading further for instance if a if a retailer or if a if an abattoir or if a company is told to produce campylobacter free chickens for instance then uh, then the company will have to take measures in order to in order to do that and that will involve like significant for instance biosecurity measures uh in order to in order to make the flock uh, campylobacter free obviously there is a cost related to that but um, the end result of that is you are making food more secure to the general public by which you are decreasing the health associated cost because currently campylobacter costs the uk economy almost 1 billion pounds each year Oh my goodness. Okay, I think you already touched on this a little bit, but what are countries like the UK doing now to prevent the spread of antibiotic resistant strains of bacteria in poultry or anywhere? Yeah, so alliances like the British Poultry Council and um 
responsible use of medicine in agriculture they are basically looking into it and they are they have cut down the antibiotic usage uh, significantly uh but i think there is uh, more to do and uh, more needs to be done in order to tackle the problem of resistance currently the progress is very good excellent but uh, sometimes uh, we don't understand how bacteria can become quickly resistant to antibiotics because all antibiotics act in a different way sometimes the dose for uh, for a bacterium to become resistant to one antibiotic is very small very tiny but uh, in other cases it it can be very large for in, uh, for instance a very good example of this is uh, fluoroquinolone resistance now fluoroquinolone is not a drug that is usually used used in the poultry environment but it is especially used or it was used at least until 2016 in uh, a day your old chicks which were given fluoroquinolones and um, what we see in this particular story or in this particular article is that uh, the bacterium has developed resistance to fluoroquinolones as well uh, although it is not not being used so abundantly compared to tetracyclines and uh, beta lactams classes of antibiotics which are the major drugs so we really have to see what kind of drugs we are using and uh, how much of these drugs are we using so i think there has to be done, there has to be some kind of risk profiling of of the drugs you know so that uh, so that we are not left with a situation where uh, we have got rid of all the drugs and there is nothing uh, that we can use to treat patients because these are all very important antibiotics actually fluoroquinolone is one of the critically important antibiotics which is listed by the WHO so to preserve this antibiotics is is the challenge of today fluoroquinolones is is that cipro yes yeah that is ciprofloxacin yeah um your article mentions positive antimicrobial usage um i guess you were sort of just talking about that what is what is that so positive antimicrobial usage is basically when you're using um the antibiotic only to treat a particular infection uh in in the farm environment if that is the case and not using antibiotics just as you please in order to improve the health of the animal because uh, because by doing that what you're doing is you're creating a favorable environment for the for the bacteria to become resistant to these antibiotics that you're constantly throwing at them and uh, because these bacteria can end up in the food chain we will we will not be having any drugs by which we can uh, treat the patients so really we have to observe that uh, we are using uh, the antibiotics very wisely and in an effective way in order to preserve this antibiotics for the future generations this is a pretty dire scenario um are you optimistic about the future of these diseases and the meat industry in general i think uh, given that the antimicrobial resistance is increasing i would say that our health is in our hands at the end and uh, there are so, there are certain things that uh, we can't do anything about it like for instance we don't know uh, 
uh, we may not know uh, some of the food from where it is sourced. But sometimes uh, the government, for instance, in various countries is implementing schemes. For example, the red tractor scheme, which has been implemented here in the UK, looks at uh, how the food can be made more secure it can be made uh, more safe and it can be produced responsibly with uh, minimum use of antibiotics so if if these measures are uh, taken into account and if the public or if we as people uh, are aware about uh, the resistances and uh, various pathogens that can infect us then I think uh, we can decrease the levels of resistances but uh, it is becoming increasingly difficult nowadays because bacteria are uh, uh, developing resistances on their chromosome and chromosome being an integral part of the bacterium, you can't get rid of the resistances as you like, for instance. Uh, plasmid was something that was extra chromosomal, so it was not associated with the with the normal gene that are there on the bacterial chromosome. And a bacterium can lose its plasmid and it can uh, lose its resistance mechanism. But uh, here, as you observe in this particular story, the bacterium has developed uh, resistances and all the resistances are on the chromosome. The chromosome provides a nice, stable environment for the resistances or the resistance genes to be there or the mutations to be there. So uh, reversing that uh, can be a significantly difficult task. But said that um, if we take measures to prevent ourselves from getting the infection in the first instance, then uh, we can prevent the impact of uh, the resistances uh, that can affect uh, a human body through through this antibiotic resistant bacteria and uh, the human health or the public health can be improved in that way what about eggs can eggs the like the shell of eggs get this i don't think the shell of eggs uh, will have campylobacter on it because once the egg is released from the chicken the shell of the egg doesn't provide a favorable environment for this bacterium to be present on it so that is that is another thing because campylobacter needs a specific environment and like moisture is one of the major uh, contributors for the campylobacter to survive it also requires like other gases like nitrogen and carbon dioxide and very very little oxygen because this uh, bacterium is classed as microaerophilic so especially the skin of the chicken there are loads and loads of campylobacter in the skin of the chicken because it has this uh, it kind of mimics the porous environment or there are pores present on the skin you know, so it can thrive very well on that, and it is quite moist as well. A lot of people keep chickens now. Do you keep chickens? Uh, I don't keep any chickens. I live in the city, but uh, but my grandmother used to keep chicken when when I was a when I was a kid. You know, which was like maybe twenty, thirty years back. Ah, uh, okay. Well, tell tell us about your job and your particular areas of interest. So basically, I'm a postdoctoral research fellow, as you said, and um, I look at uh, lots and lots of genomes of uh, foodborne pathogens, Campylobacter being the most important one or, or the one on which I focus on. And uh, I also like another bacterium called as Acinetobacter baumannii, which is a 
hospital acquired infection bug uh, which is also a critical priority pathogen which is listed by the who and i'm i'm looking at finding different mechanisms of resistances and various genes that are associated with uh, specific strains of campylobacter or even acinetobacter and how uh, they have a role in uh, whether antibiotic resistance or host pathogen interaction or even in virulence and uh, the ultimate goal is to find out for instance um, uh, the data that will be associated with this and uh, hopefully uh, with this we can we can prevent diseases or uh, inform policy makers and uh, draft new policies for instance in Uh, related to Compilobacter, for instance. Well, hopefully any future studies you do, you'll be uh, submitting to the EID journal, huh? Yeah, yeah. Um, on a completely personal note, uh, Scotland is such a beautiful country for outdoor activities. Do you do any walking or hiking? Yeah, I have done a lot of walking and hiking. Actually, in fact, I walk to even work from, from, from my home. So uh, I like to climb all the mountains over here and the various hills. And my PhD was actually in Edinburgh, so I've even uh, climbed some hills over there. And now in Aberdeen, I go out with friends to to explore the various um, nice places in Scotland. I um, I know a lot of people that uh, keep track of what they call bagging the Monroes, the hills. Do you do you do that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I have not uh, done a Monroe walk as such, but uh, I have climbed like small hills like Clarknaben or uh, Scalty Hill, and even forests. There are a lot of forests over here, so I do quite quite a lot of forest walks as well. Like Kirkhill Forest is one of the main forests in Aberdeenshire, so that is quite nice. Well, you're very lucky to live in such a gorgeous area. Yeah. Um, well, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me today, Dr. Lopez. Thank you, Sarah. And thank you, listeners, for joining me. You can read the 2019 article, Nationwide Stepwise Emergence and Evolution of Multidrug-Resistant Campylobacter Jejuni Sequence Type 5136, United Kingdom online at cdc.gov slash EID. I'm Sarah Gregory for Emerging Infectious Diseases. For the most accurate health information, visit cdc.gov or call 1-800-CDC-INFO.